Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I'm Jennifer and this is episode 33. Update. Things are good. I went back to work this week, so that was a bit of a reality check. But actually it was it was nice kind of getting back into the routine. I can tell you what wasn't nice was my alarm clock going off Monday morning. It it was so loud. It was like a tornado siren going off. I like jumped out of bed. <laughs> it scared me. I I mean only a week of vacation and uh I was afraid when my when my alarm clock went off. But in my defense, I don't usually sleep till the alarm. I'm usually awake before the alarm, so it's not something I hear often, but man, that thing is loud. I think I need to go on Amazon and get a new alarm clock. I, I remember seeing one in the past that does like a, um, a gradually gets louder or you can get one. What I really want is the one where the light gradually gets brighter. So it's kind of like um, it it naturally wakes you up as if, you know, you're you're waking up to the sunrise. I would probably sleep right through that, but I it, it sounds it sounds like a nice way to wake up. So yeah, the the alarm clock was a, a little bit of a back to reality check, but it was okay. Speaking of reality, I saw an article on MSN.com this week called Drinking Through a Straw and Other Mistakes That Are Aging You Too Fast. Now, first of all, when I drink through a straw, it is never a mistake. It is extremely purposeful because either I am drinking something really cold or maybe I'm drinking something like coffee that I know will stain my teeth. But I mean, do we really need an article like this? Other mistakes that we're making that age us too fast? Drinking anything but water. Cranking up the heat at home. Enjoying dessert or fatty foods too often. Sleeping on your side or stomach. Rubbing your eyes. <laughs> Sitting all day. So basically anything fun or unavoidable. So we might as well just lay down and die. Just don't do it on your side or your stomach. I would give you some TV recommendations, but I honestly haven't really watched anything new on TV that I would recommend. I... I have some that I would not recommend, like Let Them Talk with Meryl Streep or Super Intelligence with Melissa McCarthy. Oh, these were not good. I I had such high hopes for Super Intelligence because I love Melissa McCarthy, but it did not live up to my expectations. It It just wasn't funny. And... The Meryl Streep movie was just bad and not like Xanadu bad where I loved every single cringy moment. No, like bad, bad. This is two movies in a row where Meryl Streep has let me down. I, I don't think I'll chance it by watching Florence Foster Jenkins. And you guys know how much I love Hugh Grant, but I don't think even he could save that. Something kind of weird happened to me this morning. So I was lying in bed and I was asleep and I felt, (laughs) 
I almost said I felt one of the cats get up on the bed, but I, I only have one cat. Anyway, I felt the cat get up on the bed and, you know, just kind of like crawling over the bed, walking over me, you know, and I didn't open my eyes, but I could feel the cat walking around. And I started sort of like this internal dialogue trying to figure out which cat it was that was in the bed with me. Again, I only have one. But there I was, lying in bed, eyes closed, trying to see if I could figure out which cat it was. So I'm kind of talking to myself saying, well, I know it's not Jaden because this cat's too heavy. And, and Jaden, Jaden was so tiny. I think she was like four pounds. I'm, I, there were many times she was on the bed with me and I didn't even know it. So, and then I would say, well, maybe it's Sam because... Sam used to like to walk across the top of the pillows as a way of waking me up. And then I was like, no, it's, it must be Oliver because Oliver kind of likes to sit on my chest and, you know, sort of nuzzle my face and neck. And that's how he wakes me up. And then all of a sudden the cat kind of turned around and, and did that thing where they kind of walk in a circle under your arm and then curl up, you know, along your side. And I was like, oh, that's Sam. Because that's Sam, that's what Sam does. And so I opened up my eyes and I looked, and of course, it was Oliver. Because again, I only have one cat. It was so weird because for several moments, I genuinely believed I was the owner of three cats. But Jaden and Sam went over the Rainbow Bridge years ago. I don't know. I guess in some ways I still am the owner of three cats. Sister number three says the heart always remembers. All right, now that you're all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. So here's what I've been thinking about this week. And I have no idea why. But all week long, I've been wondering about this one single thing. Can you stay friends with your ex? And should you? Now, I'm not talking about being civil or even amicable. I'm talking about actual friends, you know, where you continue to talk, do things together, not sexy things. Basically, you no longer live together or sleep together, but everything else just kind of stays the same. I wouldn't exactly say I'm friends with my ex-husband, but we're friendly. We can at least be in the same room and not want to kill each other. Not anymore, anyway. We still have family in common, friends in common. My favorite twins are actually his nieces, but in my heart, they will always be my nieces, too. I'll always be Aunt Jen. And I have a few exes that I'm Facebook friends with, and I'm sure if I saw them in person, we'd be friendly. Maybe a quick hug, or we'd exchange pleasantries and do a little catch-up, like Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn at the end of the breakup. I love that movie. It breaks my heart every time I watch it. 
They were meant to be together, they just couldn't communicate it. And if they had just stopped playing games, I know they could have worked it out. But like Jennifer and Vince, after a few minutes, we'd wish each other well and be on our way. Maybe make a promise to catch up soon. A lot of relationships start as friends, and that aspect can be hard to let go of when the relationship doesn't work out. I think if we're asking, can we stay friends with our ex, it's important to first ask the question, why do we want to? I've had relationships that ended in the past where we just sort of naturally moved into a friendship. A few weeks back, I told you guys about my first boyfriend. There was never a question that we would stay friends. The the relationship didn't end badly. It just kind of dissolved. <laughs> and we had lots of friends and places in common that neither one of us is willing to give up. And to not have stayed friends would have just made it very awkward for everyone around us. But other relationships that have ended, not so much. When my last relationship ended, staying friends wasn't even a consideration for me. Not because he's a terrible person, he isn't. But it felt like staying friends with him left the door open to restarting the relationship. And for me, I knew that that was not an option. So to stay friends with him, it would have been like leading him on and it wouldn't have been fair. When I spoke with my husband, I could never have imagined that someday we would be okay around each other again. In the first few months, at well, <laughs> actually the first year after the split, it was ugly. We did not like each other at all. But a couple of years down the road, when I saw him again for the first time in years, we were actually able to talk, to laugh, to catch up. I think we even hugged when we said goodbye, kind of like old friends. So maybe it's time that's the key to eventually being something like friends. It also helped that neither of us was in the same place that we were when the marriage ended. We'd moved on from each other, so there was no reason for any of the hurt or pain to linger. Usually, the main reason why someone wants to stay friends is because even though you didn't work out as a couple, you still may be scared of losing them. This is a perfectly natural response. Sure, the relationship ended, but not all relationships end on a sour note. Sometimes it's circumstances or timing, not some huge heartbreaking event. If you're scared of losing them, you just might be willing to settle for the demotion to friend. When we cling to pe people because of our own fear of being alone, we sabotage our own need to heal from the breakup. What if you're trying to stay friends because of friends or family in common? I can understand this. I lost friends after my divorce and when I broke up with my boyfriend a few years back. But you know what? I didn't lose my true friends. And to be honest, I didn't mind losing the ones that I did. The friends that I lost when my marriage ended, I think, I think some of them just didn't want to have to choose sides. I mean, honestly, I... I 
I don't know what happened. It's not like they told me. They just disappeared. Some of them knew he was cheating and said nothing, and then when the marriage ended, stayed away out of guilt. One in particular would smile and hug me whenever he saw me, knowing full well not only that my husband was having an affair, but often hanging out with my husband and this other woman, like the creepy, gross third wheel that he is. I've gotten past the end of my marriage, but not the other people that were involved in it ending. I think I will always have negative feelings for that other woman. I can't help it. I, it, that is the one thing I can't let go of. It, even just her name is like a curse to me. I have known a few people with the same name as, as an adult, and they are all thorns in my side in one way or another, whether it is just a, a crappy coworker or just a garbage person. All of them. They all have that same name. Did I mention I still have negative feelings about her? Yeah. Listen, I know I may come across as all zen and light, but I am still human. And if you remember when I started this podcast, I told you there might be some snark involved. Wanting to stay friends with your ex may seem like a good idea, but can actually prolong the pain of the breakup. An article in Psychology Today says that staying friends with an ex isn't impossible if you both agree on what went wrong in the relationship and that being in a place where neither of you is staying friends as a way of biding your time until there's a reconciliation. Don't think you're just going to go from girlfriend to friend overnight. In that same article, clinical psychologist Dr. Sharon Campbell suggests taking six months to a year of absolutely no contact to fully get over the ending of the relationship and to ensure that you're through the heartbreak. And guys, I told you, that first year after my marriage broke up, we hated each other. Could not be in the same room without arguing about something stupid. A couple years down the road, we can do it. We're friends. Not, not too long ago, I was talking to one of his nieces. He happened to be there. We did like the long distance over the phone. Hey, how you doing? It's okay. It's all good. He's moved on. I've moved on. I wish him nothing but the best. Also, you need to be in a place where you're able to handle seeing your ex with another person. Think about that. If you know it would break your heart all over again to see your ex with someone else, you're not going to be able to be friends with them. Probably not even after a period of time. And no contact also includes social media. You need to unfriend, unfollow, block, and delete. You need total and complete separation. I've had to do this with a couple of people, a couple of my exes, because if I hadn't, I would have spent my entire day checking their Instagram. Just refresh, refresh, refresh. So I can see him moving on with this life. Oof. Obviously, if you have children together, this complicates things. You can't completely cut them out of your life, but that doesn't mean you have to be friends with them. You can civilly convey anything related to the children and leave it at that. At least through the initial painful period after the relationship ends. Nothing will make you feel worse than pretending everything is okay 
when your heart is breaking. Okay, so can you stay friends with your ex? Maybe. If the breakup was mutual, if you've taken time for yourself to heal, if you're past the feeling of getting your heart ripped out every time you even think of your ex being with someone else, then maybe you can, you can be friends with your ex. But should you? Time Magazine published an article July 2018, which cited a study that was done in 2000, which showed that friendships involving exes were more likely to have negative qualities. This may be especially true if the relationship was a passionate one. So if you had a very strong sexual connection with someone, that's probably not going to translate to a platonic friendship. Another downside, staying friends with your ex can hold you back from seeking a new relationship. One of the researchers involved in the study spoke from experience when she said that repeating, repeatedly falling back on friendship allowed her to numb some of the pain of each breakup, which may seem like a good strategy, but can actually prevent future growth. Another study, this one done in 2013, found that breakup distress may act as a catalyst for personal growth. While avoiding that distress may inhibit the development process. This was definitely true in the case for me uh, my, after my last breakup. It was painful, but cutting all ties allowed me to walk through that pain and heal from it rather than prolonging the process. The idea of trying to stay friends with an ex is a relatively new one because mixed gendered friendships is also relatively new. Women in the early 1900s were far less likely to name a male as a friend. This probably changed more when women began entering the workforce and friendships were formed over lunch or during breaks as you commiserated about your boss. And because men and women were forging platonic relationships through work or hobbies, it only seemed natural that of course they thought they could stay friends after their rom romantic relationship ended. Nowadays, Men and women have more in common than ever, which is always a good foundation on which to form a friendship. Rebecca Griffith, a graduate student at the University of Kansas, conducted a study on post-dissolution friendships and found four main reasons why exes try to stay friends after a breakup. None of these are going to come as a surprise to you. You can probably speak them along with me. Number one, civility trying to lessen the pain or possibly guilt associated with the breakup. Again, when my last relationship ended, he wanted to stay friends. He even asked me if, if we could, if he could reach out from time to time, maybe call, see Gracie. And it hurt me so much to say it, but I had to tell him no. It would have been easy to stay friends, certainly would have lifted some of the guilt I felt from the breakup. But that wouldn't have been right for either one of us, especially him. Reason number two, unresolved romantic desires. They want to keep you on the side as an option. Three, practicality. That mutual friends thing again, or maybe you work together. This is why I don't date anyone I work with. And four, security. You've grown to trust each other, to lean on each other, 
and you don't want to lose your confidant. You want to keep them as your friend. So probably by now you know what side of the issue I come down on. And if you do, please tell me because I, I think I'm on the fence here. I have exes with whom I'm friendly and some that I wish would disappear off the face of the earth so that there is zero chance of me ever having to see their face again. I won't name names here, but I could. On one hand, I think relationships end for a reason, and keeping that person in your life in any capacity, aside from a perfunctory one if you have children together, isn't healthy and holds you back from recovering and moving on. But on the other hand, I also think if the breakup was mutual, or maybe you were friends longer than you dated, you could potentially morph back into a platonic friendship in a way that wouldn't emotionally hold either of you back. If you think you can or should stay friends with your ex, there are a few things you should consider first. One, if you can't be in the same room with them without wanting to rip their face off or cry your eyes out, you can't be friends with them, not even after a period of time. You need to cut your losses, rip off the band-aid, take time to heal, and move on. Second, being friends with your ex can be tricky to explain to your new partner. Now, obviously, if you truly have no lingering romantic feelings for your ex, there is no need to end this friendship over a potential new partner's insecurities. But if there is any reason you are keeping your ex in your life, you know, the, the type of reason you wouldn't be comfortable sharing with your new mate, it's time to either get rid of the ex or kiss the potential new person goodbye. I can honestly say there are some exes I could not have stayed friends with because the mutual physical attraction was too strong to have kept hidden. And last, remember that intimacy doesn't always have to be physical. Even if you're not romantically connected, emotional intimacy may still exist. And this kind of dependency leaves you open and vulnerable to being hurt all over again when your then ex, current friend, finds someone new. And they always find someone new. In the end, you have to do what's best for you and your own emotional stability and healing. It really is a case-by-case -case basis. Some exes make great friends. Others, if you never saw them again, that'd be okay too. All right, guys, before I wrap up this week's episode, there's something I want to tell you. <laughs> so for several weeks now, I've been getting emails telling me that I have a message from someone on Match.com. And I'm like, how do I have a message? I, my account's not active. How are people even seeing it to send me a message? But... After several weeks of getting these, my curiosity finally got the better of me and I went on the website to see. And of course, if you want to see your messages, you have to subscribe. So I got a one month subscription. I, I, I'm on for a month. I've already canceled it, which means it's active for the next 30 days, but will not automatically renew. So I go and I look 
and I check and I think I think I had 42 messages which sounds like a lot but it's actually been like six months since I've been on there so it's not it's not really a lot uh, so I look through I'm like oh, okay I can tell you right off the bat if, if I had 42 messages 32 of them were not worth the, the cost of the subscription but we'll see I mean <laughs> when I started this podcast it was a way for me to tell you guys about what I was experiencing with the dating app. So I, maybe I'll have more stories for you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to hold my breath and I wouldn't suggest you hold your breath either. We'll see. <laughs> if anything happens, you guys will be the first to know. All right, guys. Thanks so much for coming back for episode 33. Don't forget, join the Facebook group, My So-Called Midlife Podcast, and like the Facebook page, My So-Called Midlife Podcast. Oh, and I haven't asked you guys to do this in a while, so if you would, the next time you're listening to the podcast, just take a quick screenshot, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram. If you share it on Instagram, tag me, JennyJoy316. I'd appreciate it. And follow me (laughs) on Instagram at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends and then tell them to listen. Second part, that's the important part. If you have questions or topic suggestions, email me at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Love you. Bye.